today on the Rising Coaches Podcast. I wanted to learn how to teach our kids on the court. And I, I thought about it. I said, if I could teach students with disabilities, I should be able to teach anyone. You know, and, and it's not necessarily a disability. It's can you truly communicate with um, young people? Thanks for listening to the Rising Coaches Podcast. This is Adam Gordon. And today's episode is a special edition of our Members Spotlight. Each week, we select four members to be spotlighted and get to know a little bit more about them. What makes them tick, how they got into the profession, and what their career aspirations are. As the saying goes, it's not about who you know in this profession, it's about who knows you. To be considered for our member spotlight, simply join Rising Coaches. Visit risingcoaches.com and sign up for a membership today. All of our members get an opportunity to participate on the member spotlight. So please consider signing up so that we can get a chance to get to know you a little bit better. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and please follow along with what we're doing on risingcoaches.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Rising Coaches Association, the biggest coaching tree in all of basketball. Sign up for the Rising Coaches Association now for just $120 a year and become part of our community, relationships, and development. We talk about it all the time. There's no straight lines in this profession. There's only ups and downs. You need a community that knows exactly what you're going through and has been there before to help lean on during the rough times of the industry. You need genuine relationships, not just exchanging numbers, not just meeting new people uh, at the Final Four in the offseason. You should be doing it all year round, and we provide tremendous opportunities to create those genuine relationships all through the year. And finally, development. We have so much content and so many resources so that you can work on your craft and become a better coach. Because we put such a premium and an emphasis on helping you establish new, genuine relationships, it takes all of the political BS side of the business out of the equation for you. All of that gets removed off of your plate. You can just worry about being you, making new friends in the business, and working on your craft and becoming the best coach that you can be and impacting the people that you're around on a daily basis. For more information, visit risingcoaches.com slash membership on risingcoaches.com. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Rising Coaches Member Spotlight. Today, we got our good friend, Carol Rayford of Tennessee Prep. Coach Rayford, what's up, man? How are you? Good morning, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, good, good. Can't complain, man. Just thanking God for the many blessings. Where are you? You're on campus right now? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, good news uh, to, to today. Uh, we actually moved to a, a b- bigger location. Uh, Tennessee Prep just moved to um, 52 acres of land uh, as okay. of yesterday. Um, and I'm excited about it, man. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to hear all about that. Let's before we get into that, though, let's talk, you know, learn a little bit more about you. Right. Um, your background, maybe maybe tell us, you know, kind of where you grew up and how you got into coaching and basketball. Right. So for those that don't know, I'm from Newburgh, New York. Uh, Newburgh is about 45 minutes uh, north of Bronx, New York. So uh, born and raised in Newburgh, uh, come from basketball legacy. Uh, my father is, is a big time coach in my, my, my community back home in Newburgh. Uh, he's been doing it for about 35, 40 years. You know, I can't put a true number on it, but. You know, I come from, you know, a coaching background 
And, you know, it's led me to this place here um, where I am today. So what was like, at what point did you know you wanted to coach? Did you grow up knowing you wanted to follow in your dad's footsteps? I think when I was about 12 years old. Uh, yeah. I, I remember my, my dad, you know, uh, driving down 95, you know, uh, I-95. We're going down to South, you know, South Jersey, you know, driving over to Connecticut. And I'm just watching, you know, how he interacts with, you know, certain coaches and, you know, players. And I'm like, man, my dad has an ability that, you know, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to take from them. Yeah, that's awesome. So what steps kind of led you to your first job? Um, did you, you obviously play growing up, right? Correct. So, correct. So uh, I played for my father um, with the Newburgh Zion Lions basketball organization. Uh, again, very competitive program, but he's given me an opportunity uh, to coach uh, when I was 17 years old and I had a team that was 10 and under. So that was like my first opportunity when I was 17, you know, working for my pops in his program. And um, that experience at 17 years old, you know, orchestrating, dealing with parents, you know, putting together, you know, uh, the trips and traveling to games and just, you know, orchestrating practices. You know, I, I've been doing it really since I was 17 years of age. And then um, what was your first like? other than working in your dad's organization, like your first college coaching gig? Right. So, man, I was, uh, <laughs> my first college job was, was Ulster County Community College. And it was, it was rare because I had no college coaching experience and I walked right in as a head coach. Um, I'm a former graduate of Ulster County Community College. Uh, but once I graduated, I've always sent student athletes back to school or over to Ulster Community College where, you know, my name was still, you know, live on campus after I graduated. So um, athletic director at the time, uh, Deb Sofaro, uh, gave me giving me an opportunity when I was 24 years of age um, to, to coach at Ulster County Community College in Stone Ridge, New York. Were you ready? I guess no one's ever ready, right? Were you no, like, I, I, did you learn quickly? I've learned so much, man. I mean, just being on a college campus, being able to orchestrate, you know, different relationships on campus. You know, I've always had the recruiting ties because, you know, the AAU background with my pops and the community from Dutchess, Ulster, Orange County, where, you know, I'm from. And now, you know, picking up a big pipeline out of New York City allowed me to become successful right away at Ulster County Community College. Um, so... I know you coached there for a little while. Uh, you eventually got to Norfolk State, uh, right. where you guys had a great run. I think, right. did you go to FIU for a year or two after that? I was, no? I was at FIU probably about six months. You know, I wasn't okay. there very, very long. Um, and then and then you left the college ranks to start Tennessee Prep. Is that pretty accurate? No, so there, there's, a, there's a gap. Uh, okay. I left the college ranks to go um, obtain my, my master's degree in special education. So okay. uh, I went, I stopped coaching because I wanted to learn how to teach our kids on the court. And I, I thought about it. I said, if I could teach students with disabilities, I should be able to teach anyone, you know, and, and it's not necessarily a disability. It's can you truly communicate with um, young people? You know, and I just thought that going back to school to obtain my master's in special ed with, 
will help me become a better, you know, teacher and a better coach. So I took that, that year off and I developed Concord Prep in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, we went 35 and, and five, I believe, something to that degree. Uh, I had some really, really good players when I went to the, the prep level. But that was my, you know, I took a year off to obtain my, my special ed degree. Okay. What, um, during that year, as you're like going through those classes, are you like coming up with the plan of, of creating your own prep school? Like, was that always a goal, something you wanted to do, or is that something that came from that year? It actually came from that year. You know, it came from that year because, you know, I had an opportunity to, to set up a shop with, with a someone I looked up to in my community, George Davis, uh, down in North Carolina. And he was already in a prep school. And I'm like, if I can add the education component to the prep school, that'll make things, you know, a lot easier for, for me, you know, being able to get back in and coach. So what were what were like? Tell me how. All right. So you do your year at Concord and then Tennessee Prep is the next year. Yes. Yes. So, um, so tell me how I mean, like Tennessee Prep started and formed and like uh, everything. Like I want to know how you figured out the gym space, the, the living. It's a lot that goes into creating a prep school, right? Correct. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of um, legal stuff that you have to do. There's a lot of um, background uh, stuff that you have to complete. Like everybody starts up a school, you know, you, you, you see a, a lot of startup pop-ups, but the biggest thing is really like learning the, the true intricacies on how to like put the prep school together. And it's more than just, you know, basketball It's the, the, the academic part and so many other parts that, uh, that go right into it. So me creating Tennessee prep, you know, I, I had a longtime friend who's from Memphis um, he's no longer a part of the you know, Tennessee prep, but he was responsible for, for giving me the idea of bringing the prep school to Memphis and um, had a, a great opportunity to sit down with, you know, basketball uh, royalty here in Memphis, um, right on the campus of Lemoyne Owen College. Uh, we, that's where Tennessee prep broke ground. So I had a chance to meet um, the president, uh, Coach Will Anderson, who's currently there. Uh, many others at the table, and uh, I pitched the idea that, you know, I can get the prep school off and running right away, and we got it done. So what was like – well, first of all, why Memphis? Like, what was appealing about – you're a New York guy, you're in Charlotte. Like, how do you end up in Memphis? Uh, M- Memphis is actually, you know, um, was, was on my radar, but I never thought in a million years how Rayford would be in Memphis. You know, being from New York, you know, living on the East Coast, I never thought I'll, I'll be in Memphis. But when I thought about basketball, you know, everybody stops through Memphis. Memphis has players. They have, you know, the best trainers that I've seen, you know, guys that really know the game of basketball. So I thought about it and I was like, you know what, I can make it work because nobody has what I'm going to create here, you know, uh, and We've been doing it since 2015. Yeah, I guess like on the East Coast, you've got all those like traditional prep schools that have been around for 100 years. You don't really find that in the South uh, as much, do you? No, no. I mean, you, you get a few here and there, but, you know, it's not it's not as many as, you know, North Carolina, Virginia. You know, you go up to New York to the NIPSAC, you know, you got prep schools that have been around for a very long time. Yeah. 
Um, and then I, I thought the like move to to house the to house Tennessee Prep at Lemoyne Owen College was like genius because that seems to be like the stumbling block for most startup prep schools is right. they got you know twelve kids living in one house or you know the, there's always something with the housing situation or the mm-hmm. gym space. You got you know your kids in the dorms using the gym right next door in the cafeteria right there, all the facilities are already, you know, ready made. Right. How did you like, what was the well, sell to them? Well, when I was at Concord prep, we were on the campus of Barbara Scotia college. So okay. the, the same setup was already at Lemoyne on college where it's like a one-stop shop. And, you know, when you coming from a big city like New York or you coming from Charlotte, you know, I'm looking at Lemoyne on college as a gold mine, as far as putting a prep school there, you know, being able to sell a college campus, so on and so forth. I mean, just being in, in a major basketball city as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess for them, it just helps, you know, fill gaps in their enrollment. You know, anytime they're selling dorm space, that's good for them, right? Is that the sell for the school or? It's it's, 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 it's a catch-22. I think uh, when, when you're bringing students from all over the country, on you know on a college campus that attracts the local community that want to attend so you know that was a genius part of you know the, the officials at Lemoyne Owen College bringing you know someone like myself that can pull numbers from all you know major cities so um you you get the deal done so you got the you got the gym space you're you're housed at Lemoyne Owen right uh, now you got to recruit some players right right and right. that's that's the easy part for you, right? That's the part that you do. I mean, it, it's 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 easy, but you have to have the right people around you. So my first big hire when I when I got you know started the school was Rob Johnson. I, you know, Rob Johnson, if if you know who he is, is is Atlanta's you know best specialist trainer. You know, Rob Johnson is is it. So you know that was my my first big you know hire at Tennessee Prep because I knew he knew the game. You know, he studied the game and he recruits the game too. And now a quick break to talk about our partners at Dr. Dish. As the offseason approaches, it's the perfect time to upgrade your training equipment. At Rising Coaches, we highly recommend you to check out our friends at Dr. Dish Basketball. They are undoubtedly the best and most innovative training machines. Their newest model for schools, the Dr. Dish CT, is a complete game changer. It has a touchscreen that plays training videos, tracks stats by location, and incorporates on-demand workouts and drills from the top programs and trainers in the world. Check them out at drdishbasketball.com or on social media at drdishbball. Mention Rising Coaches before you purchase and receive an additional $300 off your next order. Uh, while we wait, um, make sure you check out risingcoaches.com. Uh, sign for our membership. Uh, if you're wanting to connect with coaches year round uh, and, and really build genuine relationships with coaches at all levels, uh, check us out, risingcoaches.com. It's $120 a year. Um, you get access to all the content that we built up over the course of 10 years, amazing speakers, clinics, uh, X's and O's, career development, everything. Um, and you also get the opportunity to interact, like I said, and build relationships with with coaches at all levels to see where our members have gone uh, through their career over the years has been unbelievable and definitely the most rewarding part 
Uh, Coach Rayford's back on now, so we're going to bring him back here. Coach, you with us? Yeah, I'm. I'm back. I'm. I'm sorry. Something just flipped, flipped it off on my, my computer. It gave me. It gave me a second to improvise. I had to. I had to plug. <laughs> I had to plug our membership real quick. So I got you. Okay, it's all good. Um. So yeah, you were you were saying you you hired Rob Johnson, uh, right. which helped with the recruiting front. Uh, but yeah, I remember just like as early as that very first season of yours. I was just a couple hours up north at SEMO. Right, right, right. You guys had a loaded team. Right. So, uh, so and, that year, you know, just speaking on that, you know, when you said loaded team, when I spoke to Rob a couple of days ago, we kind of we, – we have seven pros that, that came off that team. Like guys that are making money overseas. You know, one of the guys you recruited, you know, Romani Henson, um, he's overseas making money. And we have Jordan Giles making money. So, you know, just seeing those guys grow up, man, is – is big for, yeah, for our program. And Taj is uh Taj is about to make some money. He's in his last year at USC. Although I guess he'll get an extra year, won't he? So uh well we're we're pushing Taj to go, man. You know he's gotta be like 20, 25, 26. <laughs> yeah, but he's having a great he's he's had a great career and is having a great season at, at I think he's the starting point guard at USC. He is. Uh, he is. So second leader scorer, yeah. you know, leading assist. So he's doing a very good job. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and it seems like each year you guys have gotten more and more talented. Um, right. It wasn't like one and done. Like no. you guys really, it's been cool to see you guys really, really build it, and each year become more established. To now, you know, I got to right. imagine you guys are, you know, recognized as soon as you get into a gym and at all the all the tournaments. Like people know who Tennessee Correct. Prep is, right? Correct. Correct. So. Um, you know, you when I look at the, the years, you know, you say, you know, year one, then going to year two, where we had Will Mangum, we had 7-3 Chris Sodom, uh, we had Alex Torres, uh, Tyrese Patterson came on. You know, we we had some really, really good talent come through. And then, you know, the third year having Damian Ball um, and Tavion Cullum, those, those guys, man, we Brandon Nicholas, Denver Jones, like we had some dudes, you know, as you look back through the years, we had some guys come through the program. What's the formula for you when you're uh, evaluating and recruiting? Obviously, you want talented dudes, and, and you have that, but um, your guys tend to have a little bit more toughness than most. Is that something that you you look for? Um, when, well, when, I go, when I go out, the first thing I, I ask is, can these kids survive in Memphis? You know, a lot of kids are coming from – all over the country to come to Memphis. And the first thing I'm thinking is if this kid can, can survive here in Memphis, they can go anywhere and thrive. And the biggest part is looking for the toughness, but seeing if they have a tough parent that's going to push them, helping me try to achieve their goals. So it's me working with the parent and seeing the parent perspective on where their child wants to be. Yeah, because you coach them once they get there, like you really, really coach them hard. <laughs> Which it's awesome. Like it's like a college practice, um, you know, right. and and you run it like a college program. They're, the guys are in weights, they're in study hall, they're they're cool. multiple workouts a day. Um, it's awesome. So you know, right now with COVID, we're we're not as getting as many many reps as we would right now. Um, so right now we we doing our best during these times, but. Typically, man, we're we three times a day. You know, when I when I look back at when I worked for for Anthony Evans uh, at Norfolk State, it was three practices a day, man. You know, weights, skill development, and then team practice. 
Then we had film study. So it was like those same principles that I learned from, from Coach Evans, I brought down to, to Memphis. And that's a part of our successes, being able to not have too much downtime. Yeah, and like you said, your guys translate to the next level probably because of that. They're already used to uh, the schedule a little, little bit, you know, so right. it's a great right. testament to what you guys are doing. Um, right. Tell me about the new campus. So uh, we just moved to uh, Limit Breakers Church here in Memphis. Uh, very, very uh, young pastor, um, Pastor Donald Walker. Uh, him and I, we, we met in his vision for young people and my vision for the school. It just meshed very well. So we uh, we really literally just moved in yesterday. So where I am today is, you know, our new home. Our students right now are some of our study hall, have some students, you know, working out with our trainer. So um, beautiful situation, man. I, I love for you to come down and check it out. Uh, Campus is really beautiful, man. Like this whole setup is very, very nice. Are you still uh, like in the downtown area or where, where is it? So we're in East Memphis. Um, East Memphis, okay. Literally, I would say five to eight minutes away from the airport, a lot closer than awesome. where we were. So really nice place. And we have a, a young leader here at the church where, you know, he's pushing my guys to be, you know, even better than what they were. So... Tell me about um, Minnesota Prep. Oh, Minnesota Prep is on fire, man. That, <laughs> our program in Minnesota. Um, I never got up there, but I, I want to hear, like, at what point did you decide to, I don't know if you call it franchising this, but at what point did you decide, like, hey, we can expand and, and get a second campus going? It's not until I went to Minnesota. You know, uh, Donnell, the pastor of uh, Minnesota Prep, and Lucas uh, Patterson, our AD and head coach, they came down to Memphis a few times, but it's not until I actually step foot on the land to actually see um, can, can we start a prep school in Minnesota. And the meetings went well. We, we sat down and we orchestrated it. And now Minnesota prep is this year. They're very tough. A lot of talent. Um, but meeting with Donnell and, and Lucas they had it. They had the whole setup, and it's not like I said. Not until I stepped foot on the ground, and really realizing it's it's only one Division One school in the state. Where you know when, when I looked at St. Paul, Minneapolis, I, I looked at all this talent. I'm like, it's only one school. Division One school. Let me take that. Division One school, and there's a lot of Division One talent in the Twin Cities. Yeah, it's funny. You found two cities in Minneapolis and. Memphis that have great basketball that are kind of a little underrated in terms of like recruitment and opportunities. Right. Um, so you guys have found what's next. Continue to build what we have. Um, yeah. A couple, you know, a couple of things that, that's happened in, in most recent time. I had a chance to coach pro basketball over overseas uh, with my body of work and all the different guys I pushed to the next level. And girls, right now I'm at 178 young people that I pushed to college on full athletic scholarships since I've been in Tennessee prep. So, you know, I had a couple of job opportunities pro to leave uh, Tennessee prep and Minnesota prep. But my heart is with these kids and developing them 
so they can be successful at the college level. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, what is this, year seven? Well, seven for me, uh, coaching at the prep level, uh, six in Memphis. This, this so year six, of, year six of Tennessee prep? Correct. Um, what, what about, like, talk to me a little bit about um, the struggles or the ups and downs or just the lessons learned about not just coaching your own program, but, like, running your own business relationships, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, I, I really take pride in making good relationships. Um, but a lot of times, you know, people come with different motives, you know, to try to increase who they are or their stock and take away from the school. Um, my biggest thing is like, I really listen to what people say and how they respond to, you know, our conversation and see if, if it's coming from a good place. But that's like the biggest piece that, you know, I've, I've been dealing with is, you know, where is your heart really with the kid? Because ultimately these kids are going to, you know, pour their hearts out to you. And, you know, coaches can break kids easily, but also, you know, if the kid doesn't buy into the system, that's another whole topic that we can discuss, but everything really about relationships. Absolutely. Um, so what's what's next for you, Harold? You said you had some opportunities uh, to coach professionally, but it didn't, you know it just wasn't right. Do you see yourself at some point um, coaching professional basketball or going back to college, or are you really happy uh, I'm, at the I'm level you're at? I'm, I'm happy here. Um, I've always wanted to get back into college coaching. Honestly, it's in God's hands. Um, I'm real big on early childhood development. So my, my two babies, my daughter five and my son two, you know, I don't want, I want them to have the enrichment of the education rather than pulling them from one city to go to another. If I hop back into the business, I want to make sure that my children have an opportunity to, you know, thrive where, where we are right now. And if the spirit of God leads me to, to making that jump to college basketball or professionally, you know, I'll just have to sit down with my wife. You know, that's my other business partner. <laughs> yeah. So I got to make sure, I, you know, everything lines up with what Kristen wants to do and, you know, uh, take it from there. But, I mean, I love the game so much, Adam. I, I study film. I watch coaches all the time. You know, Brad Stevens runs some really good stuff. And, you know, you watch these coaches and, you know, even coaches on the rise and coaches, like, with all the platform that you help, you know, continue to build, I look at coaches when they put up stuff on the – uh, what's that? The, the video where they you can drop. Yeah, there you go. So you know when they drop in these videos, I'm like, man, we got some brilliant coaches. So I take some of their stuff and I add it to my program, and you know, just constantly watching film and, and bringing it to the court immediately. So if I see something new, like my my high school guys currently have 57 plays in their playbook, like anytime I see anything new, it's like, and my guys like to be challenged. Like constantly learning and, and learning from other coaches, you know. That's well, and the, and, yeah, and the thing, Harold, that sets you apart, um, you know, X's and O's aside, that's always great and important. But your guys play so hard for you; mm -hmm. they love you, and they let you coach them hard. I mean, you're you're you really get those guys to to compete and compete all the time, which is that gives you a chance to win every single time, right? It, it does. It does. So. Two years, you know, we have two national championships at Tennessee Prep. 
2016 team uh, with Rob Johnson. We won a national title, the NACA National Championship in 2018. When I look back, man, you're right. These guys compete very hard. They, they're aggressive. But it starts with preseason. It starts with the one-on-one sit-downs and really getting to know, you know, how can you push this young man to, to give you his all? So that's that's the key to it, man, just building that relationship with the kids. And, and you know, you get, you come here, you're going to have to work. Well, uh, anybody watching, make sure you hit Harold up. Um, go visit them in Memphis at their new campus. They've always got players. Harold's <laughs> one of the best out there. Um, so whether it's for a player or not, just a great person to connect with. Um, I appreciate that, Adam. And, yeah. and, you know, I've, I've really been promoting rising coaches. You know, it's given me opportunity every, you know, Final Four to, to network with new coaches, you know, see where their brains are. So, you know, the platform that we're on right now, man, is, is red hot. You know, I've seen the numbers grow. I see, you know, uh, a lot of folks, you know, joining in. And I think it's cool, man, that we have a, a network of coaches that we can reach out to. And, and you know, we all we all live in, live in life and we – we want to make new friends. You know, you you want to, you know, just continue to build who you are, but you can't do it by yourself. And I think the platform is allowing, you know, guys like myself to, to network and, and and build with other coaches, young minds. That's what, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. And that's what it's all about. You know, this this profession and this craft is hard enough. Uh, right. It takes a toll. So we, we need to pull together as many resources as we can. So. That's right. the idea, and I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you're getting some value out of it, Harold. No and appreciate you. And appreciate you being on today. I know. I know you got to get back in the gym in a minute, but right. uh, appreciate your friendship over the years more than anything, man. No, no happy, question. Happy for you. <laughs> Thank you, Adam, for having me. All right, man. Take care. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. What's up, podcast fans? I want to share some information about one of our partners, Lucio Sports. The team at Lucio has built an integrated platform of coaching productivity and player development apps that are being used by some of the best basketball programs around the globe, helping everyone from NBA champions to youth development academies. Their innovative and competitive memorization games make it so much easier for new players and staff members to remotely get caught up to speed. With animated playbooks, drill libraries, player development planning and monitoring, engaging game plans and scouting reports, predictive play drawing, their content services team, and more. Lucio Sports has got you covered. From players to coaches to support staff and executives, use Lucio Sports to securely keep everyone in your organization on the same page with simple on-demand access to your team's entire knowledge base. For more information, check out luciosports.com. That's L-U-C-E-O sports.com.